Welcome to this episode of the Middle Market Growth Conversations podcast. I'm Katie Maloney, Content Director for ACG's Media Group. Today's episode is brought to you by Twinbrook Capital Partners and focuses on why flexibility and strong lender relationships have become more important than ever in a challenging deal environment. For that, I'm joined by Betsy Booth, a partner with Twinbrook who focuses on originating, evaluating, and structuring new loan opportunities with private equity sponsors. Betsy, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. I thought we could start with a bit of a market update to set the stage for the conversation. So um, I'll I'll put this question to you first, Betsy. How would you describe the state of the mid-market M&A sector today? As we sit here today in mid-September, we are starting to see some of the new deal opportunities pick up, which is is quite different from the first half of this year. And, and just for some context, Twinbrook focuses on providing financing solutions to sponsor-backed companies, uh, particularly in the lower middle market. And, and so maybe just to to back up and set the stage a little bit. Recall that in our particular market, deal flow from, let's say, mid-2020 through mid-2022 was one of the most active periods on the new deal front. And, And so as we moved into the second half of 2022, we were faced with general uncertainty around macro environments and the rapid increase in in interest rates. And so as a result, M&A activity on the New Deal front slowed down considerably and credit markets tightened up. Um, Some of that sentiment continued into the first half of of 2023. And we saw a lot of our, our private equity sponsors focus on portfolios, many of which they had acquired in the past 12 to 24 months and instead pursued more upsizes and and add-on acquisitions. Mm -hmm. There has been that lull in M&A activity this year, but we're also starting to hear rumblings that processes are getting started and that we could potentially see the floodgates open again this fall. Are you seeing any nascent deal activity or or signs of that imminent pickup? Yeah, as I mentioned, we are starting to see an uptick in deal flow and expect the pipeline to build through the end of this year and into 2024. Again, at the end of last year, there was that heightened sense of uncertainty around overall macro trends and whether we were in for a hard or soft landing combined with just dislocation in the financing markets, uncertainty around interest rates. And so as we settled into 2023, the general sentiment seems to have improved around the economy and underlying stability around where we expect rates to be in the near term. And so despite some of the noise over the past you know, six to 12 months, there are a number of industries and businesses that have been able to weather these challenges, making them attractive acquisition candidates on both the, the debt and equity side. Um, and so throughout the first half of this year, we continued to hear speculation that new deal flow would pick up kind of second half of the year. And post 4th of July, we did see an uptick in new deal flow. And as is common in our industry post Labor Day, we've continued to see that trend as sellers look to get a deal done by the end of the year. And given some of the macro challenges that you spoke to and and rising rates being one of the more notable ones, I wonder if there are any areas that you are 
more focused on than you were in the past when it comes to evaluating new opportunities or underwriting? Yeah, so Twinberg's strategy continues to focus on solid underlying credit merits and more mature industries. And so as a result, we, we tend to stay away from the heavy cyclical industries or emerging trendy markets, uh, which results in a more stable portfolio, regardless of where we are in an economic cycle. So during that initial diligence phase, we identify the risks specific to the business and the industry and run various modeling exercises to sensitize earnings and and cash flows of the business. And so while overall market conditions have improved, we are taking a harder look at opportunities that may have seen a, a COVID bump and understanding whether it has fully normalized or if there's still room to trough. For example, businesses where demand is driven by you know, consumer discretionary spend. Uh, the other area that we're focusing on are recent trends in price versus volume and looking at stable to flat volumes versus declining volumes offset by price that you may or may not ha- be able to hold on to into the into the long term. Mm-hmm. And given that, you know, some younger companies are facing inflation and rate increases of this speed and magnitude really for the first time, how do you account for that in diligence without the historical precedent or or track record that an, an older business that's been through this before might have. Yeah, it goes back to some of my earlier comments just around credit quality and, and more mature industries, but it does highlight the importance of focusing on businesses where you can validate the value proposition that they provide to their customers and a history of being able to manage their costs. So if a business can demonstrate an ability to flex up and down their cost structure, combined with high customer retention rates, the company should have a pretty high floor to weather this interest rate environment. Uh, It also speaks to just how we're structuring deals and making sure that we're not over levering businesses out of the gate. And the last thing I would say is we do rely on our sponsors to surround their management teams with support via operating partners, advisors, additional resources to anticipate any headwinds that they may face. And I, I want to ask you about, you know, working with existing borrowers and and how strong lending relationships come into play here. Um, for borrowers that have hit a rough patch due to some of these challenging market conditions and and rising interest rates, can you talk about why having a strong lending relationship matters? Yeah, Twinbrook's longstanding approach and commitment to serving the lower middle market private equity backed businesses provides consistency to our clients and builds the trust needed to endure these long term partnerships, no matter the economic cycle. And so this trust leads to open lines of communication. It allows us to be at the front end of any liquidity or performance hiccups. So by identifying an issue early, we can collectively come to a solution that works for for all parties. Yeah. And building on that, can you say more about the approach that Twinbrook takes in working with existing borrowers that, that are facing challenges or have hit a rough patch? 
Yeah. So when you think about, again, our focus on relationship lending, we've built these relationships with sponsors over many years. So that means we've worked through various economic cycles. Each each cycle may have different characteristics or pain points, but the continuity lies again in that open communication with sponsors and the partnership approach in the event that our borrowers face headwinds. And as long-term investors, our incentives are aligned with both sponsors and borrowers to come to a quick and decisive course of action as these are often very time-sensitive issues. I wonder if there are information sources or communication mechanisms that you and your team have established to ensure you're in a position to spot those challenges early and before things go down a wrong path or or get out of hand. So we serve as the admin agent on nearly all credits and hold revolvers in our credits. These two factors are pretty important when managing through uncertainty and have proved valuable through various economic cycles, including the GFC, COVID, etc. The role of admin agent gives us, again, that direct line of communication with both the sponsor and the management team. And the revolver activity can shed light on the real-time liquidity position of the business. And I want to ask you, Betsy, too, about covenants. You know, covenant light loans were really trendy for a period, but there seems now to be somewhat of a pullback since market conditions have worsened. How does Twinbrook think about the role of covenants in its debt arrangements? So Twinbrook has never done a covenant light structure. We have long recognized the benefits of covenants and continue to include them in all of our structures. This environment in particular has highlighted the importance of covenants. It sounds simple, but historically when rates are low, the total leverage covenant is more commonly the governor on a credit facility. Given where rates have moved, uh, the pendulum has swung more towards the fixed charge coverage covenant acting as the governor, which is why when we're assessing um, and and contemplating loan structures, we look at both cash flow and and leverage ratios. In the, the lower middle market in particular, there is more of a partnership approach and the use of covenants facilitates a conversation with the sponsor and the borrower if performance softens or liquidity tightens. And so our, our sponsors understand that businesses will breach covenants for a variety of reasons and, and not always bad. Um, and they, they appreciate that consistency, predictability of working with us repeatedly over many years. So really, again, the covenant brings us back to the table at an inflection point to reassess the current situation of the business and come to a plan collectively. And to wrap things up, can you talk about your your outlook for the mid-market? Are there any predictions or key themes that you think listeners should keep in mind for the coming months and into 2024? Some key themes for businesses will be continuing to manage labor wage pressures, a tight labor pool, and holding on to those price increases that have been implemented over the past few years as inflation settles in and supply chains have normalized. We expect 2024 to be a pretty robust year on the M&A front as many PE-backed businesses near maturity and sponsors decide whether to double down on the business or, or take it to market. 
And finally, following a, a slower year uh, on the new LBO front in 2023, both debt and equity providers will have dollars to put to work. So again, speaks to the expectation that we'll have a, a pretty active 2024. Great. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Middle Market Growth Conversations. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast in Apple Podcasts or on Spotify to make sure you never miss an episode. And if you liked what you heard today, please give us a rating and write a review. It really does go a long way in helping other listeners find out about us. This podcast is produced by the Association for Corporate Growth, the largest membership association for middle market M&A and corporate growth professionals. We host networking events across the world. We publish magazines and special reports and much, much more. Learn more about the benefits of membership at acg.org and consider joining us as a member. Last thing, if there is a topic you want to hear us talk about on this podcast, a guest you think would be great, or even if you just have some general feedback you want to share, we would love to hear about it. Please send us a note to editor at acg.org. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening.